0: If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Out of Limits of Inner Truth radio show. Outoflimitsradio.com. I'm your host, Ryan. So, in addition to the world being all completely messed up, are you feeling some pulls and twists around... Like there's some celestial bodies that are weighing upon you Well, if you are, then you're probably very intuitive and sensitive to the astrological events And we have an astrologer on our show today Who's going to offer some fresh perspectives It is his second appearance And he'll guide us through what is only uh, could be considered to be a tumultuous Mercury in retrograde So let's begin It is a great honor to once again, welcome back to the show, astrologer, medical intuitive, Ayurvedic specialist, and chiropractor, Dr. Scott Keller. More about Dr. Keller by going to his website at ask-drscott.com. Dr. Keller, welcome back to our show. Can you please tell us about your weekly report on the astrological front? What could we we be expecting this week and I guess the coming months?
1: You may, you always make me you always make me smile, Ryan. You've got such a great great opening delivery. Thank you so much Thank for you. having me back on the show. It's really great to be here. Congratulations um, on your your new arrival in your family. Um,
0: Thank you. Another
1: another I think another Gemini baby. Yep. Um, <clears throat> which is amazing because we were just getting a chance to talk a moment ago about the fact that you have, even though you're not a Gemini in your sun sign. Uh, We are so much more than just our sun signs. We are a combination of so many different planets that make this amazing amalgam called Ryan, called Scott, called every individual. It makes up the 8.2 billion on the planet. So um, thank you for that intro. I will dive right into this and tell you what is going on this week. All right, and at the end of this, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on for the collective, and it definitely affects both of us because it affects Aquarians mostly, and I have that in my chart as well, as you have it in your sun sign, Um, but we'll touch on that towards the end of this little report. So without further ado, excuse me, the big news this week for the first week of June is that we are experiencing a very powerful Mercury retrograde. Now, this one might be a little bit more powerful than most. Why? Well, Ryan, let's first consider on a scientific and a physical level what Mercury means and what Mercury retrograde means.
0: We've all heard it means that. Not, not means everything's around. not going to be fun. I can't stand the retrograde. If it's like
1: Mercury's a retrograde, that's when everything goes wrong. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what people have. And you know what? They're not far off. And here's the reason why. Mercury is one of the most powerful planets in astrology that affects our behavior, and of all things, Ryan, our green electricity. It's filled. Mercury is filled with high amounts of what's called ionized iron, which incidentally is what gives it its signature grayish color. If you can see it in the sky, you would know it's very, very gray color because of that ionized iron. We know that ionized iron, especially as it reacts with the solar particles from the sun, it has a profound effect on key areas of our physiology – and on our, on our anatomy. It affects the frontal lobe, the cortex, the cortices of the brain, the cortexes, left and right, as well as the amygdala, which is that crossover piece of tissue that connects the left and right side of the brain. Um, I love Mercury because I have high amounts of what we call Ayurvedic energy. is, is called the Vata energy. Without trying to go into every aspect of Ayurveda, I have to just explain and take a small stop here for a moment and just explain that In my model, doing astrology and Ayurveda for basically all 30 years of my career working at the Casey Foundation, we have noticed, and the the Hindus in Jyotish astrology and Vedic astrology know that astrology represents all the aspects of who we are and how we act, our likes, our dislikes, our proclivities, and Ayurveda attempts to explain how we express and react with those energies. Now, for instance, with Mercury, can you imagine, Ryan, what it's like— to emit tons of ionized iron, and on top of that, the sun's rays are hitting right on top of Mercury. Mercury's surface temperature is 500 degrees Fahrenheit because it's so close to the sun. Can you imagine what happens to all those solar rays emitted from the sun, hitting Mercury, reacting with iron, and then landing on our neurological tissue? I mean, it's a, it's a it's oh, crazy. Imagine that would be and pretty intense. It is intense, and we were just talking about airy energy of aquarius and gemini before the show and there's a lot of it right now and one of the reasons is that there are four planets in gemini which is your sister planet to your aquarian um energy i have both aquarius and gemini in my chart so i experience a lot of spacey genius type of um, metaphysical spiritual energy which is pretty much characterizing what vata energy is and what happens when you have a lot of um aquarius and gemini in your chart well anyway We imagine what those solar particles are doing and reacting with the ionized iron of Mercury as it lands on our amygdala and on the cortices of our brain. Well, these are highly electrical and information processing areas of the brain. So we know as as long as astrology has been in existence, Mercury affects the way we think and how we communicate with others. It also affects things on an electrical level on the planet. That's why so many people say, oh, like you were just complaining. People always say, oh, my, my, my dashboard lights are working. My computer's is down. It's Mercury must be Mercury retrograde. They're not far off. But really, I believe that on an individual level, that energy is going through you, and then you're acting as a transmitter for energy to those electrical components because, believe it or not, take a huge computer, there's nothing more electrical than the human body. So now... Let's get back to the original question. The original question is, why is this particular Mercury retrograde more powerful than others? Well, because it's enveloped in what's known as a square with Neptune. Ryan, have you ever heard of a square in astrology? No, no, I haven't. Okay. In astrology, a square is when two planets are lined up with each other at a right angle. In astrology, a square frequently causes irritation and inflammation. So what have we got? Well, Neptune is our planet of, of spirituality, and it's currently in its most comfortable sign, the sign that it rules, Pisces, the sign of, of spirituality. But since it's squaring Mercury, while Mercury is in retrograde, and while Mercury is in its home sign of Gemini, your favorite sign, we can easily feel a sense of confusion about our own spirituality and how we process that information intellectually. For instance, um, you know, we might be feeling confusion about setting up protocols for our spiritual practices. Now, the thing that I like about our model is that I have a little bit more of a positive take on this configuration. I feel that Pisces and Gemini energy is very similar, two of our favorite signs, and they square one another normally in the, in the zodiac. As I said last week on our show, Ryan, Gemini and Pisces have a lot in common with each other. And it usually boils down to exploring information and wisdom about the universe and the cosmos. Now, for you, you have it in your Jupiter at the moment you were born. Jupiter was in the sign of Gemini. Jupiter represents all those wonderful things that elevate our spirit and bring us great joy. So every time you're around a Gemini, you feel incredible joy, do you not?
0: No, I do. I generally do. I say that's it. it's like the sign I get along with the most. That and Taurus, Absolutely. get along with Gemini and Taurus the most.
1: There's a reason for that also, and I see that in your chart, but hopefully we can talk about that in one of your upcoming shows. Um, as I said, um, you know, Pisces and Gemini, of which I have four planets in Pisces and a big one in Gemini and a big one in Aquarius. That's probably why you and I get along so well. But the thing that those three signs have in common is that they're all exploring information and wisdom on the universe and the cosmos and how things work Um, on a very uh, extended, universal way. I believe there are occasions where squares, if you are enlightened and aware of the rhythms and circadian patterns of the Earth and of the planets, we can use these configurations to our advantage. Now, right now, this week and through next week, so I'm glad we did the show tonight, today or whatever it is, I'm sorry. (laughs) Right now, this week and through the next week, it's a terrific time towards developing an intellectual protocol to explore your deeper understanding of your own spiritual philosophy. You know, in our model, Ryan, we talk about using astrology and Ayurveda as a way of gaining absolute abundance in all aspects of your life. I get whatever I want because I now know the ancient Vedic rules and guidelines by which to extract abundance from your life. And I know when to hold and when to fold. And I share that with all my clients when they come in for their counseling sessions or, you know, for their initial reading. So right now I'm telling you, it is a really terrific time to develop a deeper understanding of your spiritual philosophy and how to go about it. Now, because of the retrograde, it's not, I repeat, not a good time for the next couple of weeks to make decisions on the home, on careers, or even relationships. I think most people know that retrogrades signify not only problems with our electrical um, Uh, appliances, but also it's not a time to make decisions that you want to have long-lasting results. Retrogrades typically do exactly what the word says. They encourage us to look back and evaluate all the aspects of our lives, not to make what we hope is long-lasting decisions, but rather to cultivate that information, process it, and just evaluate it. So there is the uh, the weekly update for for this week, this first week of June, awesome. and there's a couple of other things too, which I want to talk to you about, which is about your Saturn in um, in uh, um, uh, your Saturn energy and all of our Saturn energy, which is one of the reasons why we're going through much tum- so much tumultuous energy right now.
0: Well, I don't know; it's things seem like they're very intense. The thing I'm really concerned about is this is. Partial intuitive, but this is also just observing alternative media and seeing what people are saying. I kind of get a sense of something that apparently by the fall or winter of this year, there's going to be a massive event. I don't know if it's necessarily going to be an economic collapse because we haven't discussed that on the show for a long time, but a massive event where the elites are trying to really make a push to attempt to really kind of kill us off. And I think that they're they're setting things up. They seem to be, I don't, when they, when they have this like little peace and calm in the U S where the, these mass minutes are lax or people are getting their freedom down. I never look at that as, okay, well that's just because we necessarily stood up. I think it's mainly because a lull from a greater storm. Cause I don't think these, these sociopaths ever stop attacking humanity. So from your perspective, if you look at the U S and the world, astrologically speaking in the winter ahead, do you foresee any unusual activity there that would be unprecedented or at least unusual in the past thousand years? And I'm sorry to go so long with this question, but if you did notice and observe highly unusual activity um, in that winter, is there any particular period of time that would kind of be a correlation to give an idea of how intense that period of time could be?
1: These are these are amazing questions, and this is my Thank favorite you. subject. I you. Like- <laughs> I lecture on it um, almost, almost regularly. Ryan, you're alluding to that thousand years, first of all, is excellent. Because what happened at the beginning of 2020, when we had this amazing Saturn shift along with three other planets, um, most importantly, Pluto and Jupiter, all went into the same configuration, all in the sign of Capricorn. This signified something that has not happened in almost seven or 800 years. Um, the last time that we had a configuration of Saturn, Pluto, and Jupiter, all the sign of Capricorn, all conjuncting, was about seven or 800 years ago when Martin Luther stamped the Reformation on the Catholic Church and said, no more, no more putting people in iron maidens because they're not submitting to your will, no more submitting, 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 right? So what's happened is, at that point, the way we experienced it in our modern era was through a complete degradation of all things Capricorn. What are all things Capricorn? All our structures, our social structure, our political structure, our economic structure, our school structure, all destroyed. And then at the same time, within 2020, that same Saturn, which I would love to talk to you about the scientific efficacy of Saturn and what we discovered when we sent a satellite out there. Part of my um, what, part of the thing I really love about our model is that we seek to find absolute scientific um, credibility with astrology and Ayurveda, and we've done it, unbeknownst to um, the U.S. military and to NASA, we have substantiated so much of astrology through what's happened with the last few um, satellites that went up and it tried to get, you know, 13 years to get to Saturn and Jupiter, but we'll discuss that in a minute. To answer your question, we hadn't seen a configuration like that in 800 years when Martin Luther did that. Now, what's happening, the most intense period, and I have to be very careful because I've grown up from astrology and Ayurvedic medicine, I have also have a clinical background, doc, three doctorates in all things clinical and analytical, I find straddling the line is probably the best way to go about this. When I see these huge astrological configurations, and we're experiencing them now, you're right, I don't see them with the big cataclysmic event that we expect. Like uh, Y2K or like these huge, like Pearl Harbor or something like that. I see it happening more gradually. There are those events and they're coming. And if there was ever a time to answer your question, Ryan, it would be right around now because this week um, we are sandwiched between two of the biggest eclipses one a lunar eclipse last week in SAGE and one next week, a solar eclipse in SAGE again. And that's all active, fiery irritation. So what you may be asking for. And my mom, your favorite person, uh, has been talking about it. These two eclipses, it's what's happening right now is the most uh, potentially reactive. It's, so, it's so intense. Know. Yeah, it, it's intense. It
0: and is. I, when I look at it, as I, I sense that the people who are very evil, who have been controlling this planet, I think that they utilize everything to their advantage, including astrology. And I would imagine that they, they utilize the power of eclipses and, you know, direct it towards enslaving humanity at the same time i think if they're going to use the tools to enslave us those who wish to stand and wish to stand strong and fight we should be able to utilize the same tools to resist and to to be left alone i mean i have to tell you one of the biggest reasons why the show continues and the heart behind a lot of it is the idea that you know each person continues on their own path and grows and evolves and is ultimately left alone that's what i think is the ultimate beauty of freedom so Is there anything that we can garner from what is happening in this astrological activity that people can utilize in order to protect themselves from those who would try to infringe upon
1: them? Yes, that's another brilliant question. And just a little reminder, my brother. Thank you. You have a sun in Aquarius and a Venus in Aquarius, like I do. Um, And that means that we are compelled by the desire for freedom fighting and liberating for the masses who are being oppressed. That is Aquarian energy. You don't just have it in your sun, Ryan. You have it at 11 degrees in your sign, but you also have it in Venus. And remember, those Venusian and sol- solar energies implanted themselves on those cortices of your brain at the moment you're born and have now propelled you, both on a physical and on a spiritual and on an emotional level. And that in and of itself is one of the reasons why shows like yours and shows like mine continue, because we're here to change the energy. Now, we are part of the collective of 8.2 billion people, right? So what do each of us do individually to help share, you know, to, to mitigate some of these energies that you're talking about? Some of them happen very boldly and overtly. Some of them, and most of them are subtle. You know, Ryan, it's really cool in my presentations. I love my PowerPoint presentation because as I'm exploring and explaining astrology, I pull up this great picture of a certain politician whose name I will not mention with his hands on a crystal ball with a bunch of sinister looking huh, people from a certain area around the world. And I have my scripting on the, um, on the presentation is that most powerful governments around the world are using astrology as a way of gaining an advantage over their rivaling governments. And then we talk about how um, it is used for good and it's used, you know, with people with good intentions and deeply spiritual intentions, they want to move into a fifth dimensional vibration to move the planet forward in a beautiful loving way and then there are others who may not have such high um intentions i'm always reminded of how nancy reagan used astrology to get ronnie elected in 1979 she knew pretty amazing mars huh <laughs> Isn't it incredible she hey you know what ryan she knew that um ronnie's uh jupiter was aligning with mars at that time and she said okay daddy this is the year to run and sure enough it worked out she was a brilliant astrologer Really amazing.
0: Wow. Pretty wild.
1: So so just say no thing. to
0: drugs, but say yes to astrology. I think it's pretty cool.
1: <laughs> you know, there's one more thing that I love and it's to talk about how science has backed up astrology. Even though they hypocritically say, oh, no, no, it's not substantiated with clinical Child, Ah, give me a break. You use it all the time. You incorporate the use of psychics and intuitives to find people to find an advantage. They'll use anything. And they wouldn't keep using something that wasn't credible. Well, to answer your question, I have a twofold answer. You're going to find this really interesting, I promise you. Um, the way we handle the correction for the collective is to look at our individual corrections. And the way we do that is we look at Saturn. Saturn, you have it in 28 degrees of Leo. I just read somebody, I did a great reading for somebody who had 20-some-odd degrees of Saturn in Leo. Saturn represents where we are to make our own personal corrections. Saturn is a bitch. Saturn is the father that smacks you on the rear end in front of your friend and embarrasses the hell out of you. and, And it sucks. However, Saturn, like your father smacking you on the rear end, teaches you a lesson that will last a lifetime to make sure you don't walk out into traffic and get killed. Okay? So Saturn, for those of us, and we use the description of the planet with the sign's energy to determine exactly what their correction should be. I'm happy to share with you on the air what Saturn and Leo means, and I'll share my own personal Saturn and Pisces correction in order to help the collective. But before I do that, I want to share with you what happened when NASA sent up a satellite it took about 13 years to get from Earth to Jupiter and Saturn. Now, the Vedic's 20,000 years told us that Saturn is a bitch, essentially, and that this is what you look at to destroy yourself in order to make yourself better. Well, we've been viewing Saturn as that beautiful little planet with the gaseous rings around it. You remember it from the Jetsons. It looks really cool, right? All those gassy rings around the planets, right? Well, 13 years later, when the um, when the satellite got there, we realized, Not so pretty. They didn't understand why all of a sudden the satellite was going through the rings and it was starting to um, send back crazy, crazy messages and starting to get destroyed. Well, the messages it sent back was that the material that it was flying through wasn't gas. It was all silicone crystals and ice shards and glass. Well, what does that tell you? It tells you that to fly through Saturn, which means we all have to visit Saturn, you're going to get destroyed. So, NASA didn't know what to do about this, Ryan. So, what they said was, well, this satellite for 13 years, we're getting key information. We're never going to get it back. It's getting sucked into the gravity of Saturn. Let's just get as much information as we can and let it go on its suicide death mission, which it did. But before it did, it sent, it, before it died, and before all the transmission was cut off, it sent back information saying, Saturn is a bitch. It's made of silicone. It's made of ice crystals, and it's here to destroy you so that you can come back stronger. Because I'll tell you what, the next time we send a satellite to to um, to Saturn, it's going to be filled with material that's going to withstand ice crystals and silicone. Isn't that incredible?
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. So we're gonna watch him. I mean, Saturn looks pretty beautiful. I had no idea that he was such a destroyer. Just Scott Keller. I want to thank you so much for being with us today for sharing your perspective on what is happening in the world. And uh, you know, I think a lot of people a lot of great insights. Again, Scott, Doctor Keller is an astrologer, medical intuitive, aerobatic specialist, chiropractor. And you can learn more about him by going to his website at drscott.com You can also check him out, get your own chart done with him. Doctor Keller, thank you so much for being
1: with us today. My pleasure, Ryan. Thank you for having me. You're
0: terrific, buddy. Okay, everyone. That concludes today's edition of the Out of Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Special thanks to our unbelievable guests. And special thanks, as always, to our virtues, Miss Carrie O'Connor, Miss Constance Dallas, and our social producer, Jenny Lemisa. To learn more about the Out of Limits of Inner Truth, please go to our website at out com. And till the next time we meet my friends, I wish upon you an abundance of peace, love and beers. Take it care and thank you so much for listening.